Welcome to the Valley View Friends Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And if you want to learn more about our church, look us up on Facebook or our website at valleyviewfriendschurch.org. Today we're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1-6, through 6, talking about the ministry that Paul had and the ministry that all believers have on how to shine the light of Christ. What are we to do in the dark world we live in today? Do we join the darkness? Do we give up? Do we despair? What do we do? Each of us are invited to shine the light of Christ and to shine the light of Christ into the darkness. Now, you can't see it because this is a recording, obviously, but you're going to have to trust that before me are several kinds of lights. This year for Christmas, I received a lava lamp. Uh, when I was a teenager, I had a lava lamp, and I, I loved it. And just after college, that lava lamp broke in an accident, and now, 18 years later, for a Christmas gift, lava lamps have been brought back into my life. And uh, as I record this message, I can look over and see the wax in that lava lamp bubbling and churning as it glows and floats inside that glass uh, lamp cone. Um, also before me are a decorative string of lights, there is a candle, an electric lantern that we use for campfires and camping. Uh, there's a desk lamp and a mag light flashlight and even a night light. You know, night lights are very important. When you are young, night lights ward off monsters. And when you're grown, they prevent stubbed toes as you walk to the bathroom at night. All of these lights... Every single one of them dispel darkness. They all do the same thing. They dispel darkness. Now, some of them dispel darkness through ambiance, like the lava lamp. Some are focused like a beam, like the flashlight. Others radiate light and fill the room, like the desk lamp. All of them dispel darkness. But some of them you might not want to read by, and others you might not want as a decoration. But they all do the same thing. They shine light in the darkness. Do not discount the power of light. A little bit of light goes a long way, and a lot of light can be overwhelming. Have you ever had someone turn on a bright light while you're sleeping, or even if you're just resting in the dark? You know, sometimes in the Walker household, our Labrador Retriever will wake up around 5 in the morning. Not every day, but sometimes. I don't know why, but she'll wake up at 5 in the morning and she'll cry and want to go outside and... Betsy sometimes lets her out, but a lot of times I'll let her out when it's that early, and I'll trundle down the stairs with her, and she'll run out to the backyard, and she'll do her thing, and she'll make some rounds in the back, which is not always fun right now with all the snow out there, and then she'll come inside, and I'll just lay down on the couch down in the living room instead of coming back upstairs, and I'll fall asleep on the couch, you know, maybe from 5.30 or so till the next person comes downstairs, and this is what I'm getting at. Those days where I let the dog out, it's nice and peaceful in the living room, it's quiet, and I'm relaxed on the couch, and then someone comes down the stairs, and they turn on the ceiling light in the room, that spotlight that shines directly down into my eyes, and it's painful. It pierces the darkness, and sometimes that light can be overwhelming. Ouch! Sometimes a light can go a long way. Sometimes we doubt the power of a small light. You might not want to read by a little light, but in a pitch black room, even a tiny light can make all the difference.
And if you're sitting here today listening to this message, you might be thinking of yourself as just a little light. How can, how can I shine a big light for God? How can I really shine the light of Christ magnificently? I'm only, I'm only small. I'm little. I'm not that useful. Do not discount how God can use you to serve his kingdom. Now, the Bible uses the image of light and darkness to describe life with and life without God. Darkness represents our sin and our fallen state and being separated from God. And the Bible tells us that God is the answer. He is light. He is hope in our darkness. He is the light that we need. And God invites each of us to see the light of Christ, to receive the light of Christ. And then he invites each Christian to shine the light of Jesus to others who are trapped in the dark. This world is veiled in darkness. I think we can all see that. There's a lot of darkness anymore. Because we see division, we see anger, we see fear. They just seem to abound anymore. It seems like mercy and forgiveness are are in short supply. And it seems to me like people are valued less and less these days. So what are we to do? How are we to respond to the darkness? And so we're going to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1-6, through where the Apostle Paul gives us a word about his own ministry, about his ministry as an apostle, and how he describes his ministry as shining a light into the darkness. And he tells us that this is for us to do as well. So let's begin in verse 1, and it reads like this, Therefore, Having this ministry, by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world is has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of the darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Paul is describing his own ministry. And now he's giving us a word to live by. This world is dark, and the darkness is miserable. And Paul reminds us of his mission, and that it should be our mission too. And this mission is quite a simple one. It's there in verse 5. He says this, "For For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. Paul's answer to the darkness is to proclaim Christ as Lord. This is the first and only true answer to the darkness, and he does it by shining the light of Jesus into the world. If you're uncertain of how to respond to your struggles, your fears, your neighbors, your boss, it starts the same. Every time the answer starts the same, shine the light of Christ. Now, you might be frustrated when I say that. You might say, oh, well, that's good and well to say, Pastor Josh. How do I shine the light of Christ? And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But truly, whenever you face a struggle, when you're, whenever you're uncertain what to do, whenever you feel overwhelmed, ask yourself, how am I shining the light of Christ? What am I doing that's shining the light of Christ? That is where the answer begins to the struggles we face. 
You know, when a little child is afraid of the dark, the simple solution is to provide some light. When a person is lost in the darkness, the simple solution is to provide some light. And it's the same in our world when we're overwhelmed. Because darkness seems to amplify our internal struggles. So the solution provides some light. Even just a little bit will help. It makes sense that shining light is the solution to the darkness of our world. But the problem is, is we're not always good at responding with light. Remember, in the Bible, darkness represents sin, our fallen state, our separation from God. Darkness is where fear and anger and jealousy and, hate, jealousy and hatred live. Darkness is where brokenness happens. And because it's where we find ourselves most often, we end up, trying to respond to darkness with other things than light. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 11 says this, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. A verse like of Ephesians 5.11 is important. It's an important wor warning for us. We're not to take part in the darkness, but sometimes I think we misunderstand what it means to expose what is in the darkness. You see, we can mistakenly become darkness identifiers. We become spotters of darkness. You know, it's true. We need to understand what sin is. We need to understand that sin is real. But too often, the Christian spends their time pointing out how dark the sin is. And we use phrases like, Boy, things have gotten really, really bad. I, I can't believe this is happening. Or it's just getting worse and worse. Look how, look how dark it is. Yeah, we need to understand sin, but that's not how you expose it. You expose darkness by shining the one and only light that we are given to shine, the light of Christ. Now, sometimes instead of identifying darkness and saying, boy, look how dark it is, uh, the other tr struggle we have is sometimes we try to eliminate darkness with more darkness. Now, I don't think we usually do this intentionally, but I think we have these moments where we decide we're going to outshout our opponents. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to play the game and outdo them. We're, I, well, I can do that. I can win at that. And, you know, if we try to outshout our opponents, try to be louder than they are, yell louder, be bolder, be bigger, be stronger, we can't call it mercy and grace and forgiveness and love. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Darkness does not produce light. It only produces more darkness. 1 John chapter 2 verse 9 says this, Whoever says he's in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. So we cannot dispel the light by or be, dispel darkness for good grief. We cannot dispel darkness by simply identifying darkness. And we cannot dispel darkness or eliminate darkness with more darkness, with, with anger and hate and frustration on our part. We only get rid of darkness by shining the light of Jesus, who is the image of God. So how do we shine the light of Jesus? Well, we're given several uh, reasons in our text today, but uh, some of them are easier to see than others. Some of them are a little harder to see. And the first one I would share with you is this. Paul tells us that we are to shine the light of Jesus by not losing heart ever. Darkness can be pretty overwhelming, especially when you shine the light of Jesus 
and people that you love reject Jesus. Especially when you shine the light of Jesus and see very little change in the world around you. You can start to ask, well, am I even making a dent? Is there, is there any difference at all? There is a difference. But Paul says, no matter if by shining the light you change the people around you, or if you see no difference at all, no matter what happens, do not lose heart. And here are two reasons why he says, do not lose heart. One is a positive reason, and one is just a realistic kind of negative reason here. The positive reason that we do not lose heart is our mission comes from God. Our mission to shine the light comes from God and Him alone. Faithfulness to God and to serving Him is what matters the most. We're invited to the ministry by the mercy of God, is what Paul says, so we do not lose heart. We don't stop. We don't give up because God has called us to this and our, our goal is to serve God. And secondly, we are told quite plainly that there will always be people who are veiled by the God of this world. We need to see that. We need to understand it. We have an adversary actively working against God, and he wants to see the Christian fail and lose heart. Who is the God of this world? Quite simply, it's Satan. Ephesians 2, chapter 2, calls him the prince of the power of the air. Paul's ministry was to proclaim Jesus as Lord, and Satan is content anytime any person makes himself the center of their life, or makes him the center of their life, or makes anything else the most important thing of their life other than Jesus Christ as Lord. I say all this so that we are aware that there is an active enemy working to spread darkness, but also that we would not get discouraged when people refuse to see the light of Jesus. It's not personal. It's, it's not even necessarily a failing on our part. Ever wonder how we can tell if we're encountering the work of the God of this world? Well, simply put, blindness is the nature of Satan's work, and sight is the nature of God's work. He restores our ability to see. So we are doing the work of God by shining the light of Christ and not losing heart in our mission. The second way we can shine the light of Christ is this. We proclaim Jesus the truth by means of the truth. Oh, what on earth do I mean by that? Well, Paul describes how he proclaims the gospel, and he responds to the darkness with these words. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, he says, But we have renounced disgraceful and underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word, but by an open statement of truth. In Paul's day, there were great orators trained in the art of persuasion. And while it's a wonderful skill, Paul did not want people putting faith in compelling, exciting tricks of speech. But rather, he wanted people to put their faith in Jesus, in the truth of Jesus. You know, we cannot trick or lure people to faith. A good friend and fellow pastor shared this idea with me a few years ago, this little quote, and it's one that I think it just bears true over and over the more I think about it. He said this, The way that you win people is the way that you keep people. The way that you win people is the way that you keep people. Meaning this, if you attract people to Jesus with the promise of, let's say, prosperity, they'll keep following Jesus as long as there is prosperity. But once that prosperity goes away, they go away. 
If you win a person with an exciting worship service and a production value, well, you're going to keep them with excitement and production value. That's not to say that an exciting worship service is bad or production value is bad, but the way you win them is the way you keep them. And if you win a person with great preaching, well, you might just have to keep them with great preaching. But if you win a person with the truth of Christ, they are kept by the truth of Christ. And that is what we want. So as we face the darkness of life, we face it with the truth. This is liberating because we need only worry about faithfully proclaiming truth. A third way that we can shine the light of Jesus is we shine the light by starting with ourselves. It can be so easy to point out darkness and see how bad things are all around us and go, look how awful others are. But when we shine the light of Jesus, we start by letting Jesus transform us first. There was a wealthy family that was the first in their town to have electric light bulbs installed into their home. And they wanted to have others see this and celebrate and have a party. They wanted to show off this new invention in their home. And so they threw a party to show off these new lights. The lights were installed, and, the, and that night that the lights were installed, that they installed them during the day, and that night, as it got dark out, the guests arrived, and the lanterns that were lighting the room were put out, and the electric lights were turned on. And the wealthy family looked at the crowd, and they smiled, and then they looked around their home, and they were horrified at what the lights revealed. Because after years of using candles and oil lamps, the house was just dirty. In the corners and in the crooks and the crannies, there was soot and grime that had built up all over the years. And it couldn't be seen in the dim light of lanterns and candles. And it couldn't be seen necessarily in the light of day because those corners were still dim. But the electric lights, they cast a great light about the house and they showed off the grime, the dirt. How did they respond? How did that wealthy family respond? Well, as the story goes, they quickly turned off the lights and they went back to their lanterns. It's better to not see the mess. And I think sometimes we respond that way too. We'll let the light shine on others, but not ourselves. Darkness is not outside of us in other places. It's not just there for other people to fix themselves. The darkness of this world is inside each one of us because we each have sin in us. And if we want to shine the light of Christ, we start with ourselves letting the Holy Spirit do the work of transformation within each one of us. Mark McMinn, in his book, Why Sin Matters, writes these words, When we see ourselves as pretty good, we misunderstand the gravity of sin and our desperate need for grace. We place ourselves above others, become their judges, and give them the power to disappoint us. A Physicist Friends uses this analogy. Each of us is like a light bulb. One shines with 50 watts of holiness, another with 25 watts. Maybe the most stellar of Christians are 200 watts of light bulb. But these comparisons become trite in the presence of the sun. In the face of God, our different levels of piety are puny and meaningless. It makes no sense to compare ourselves to one another. 
because we are all much more alike than we are different. So if we want to shine the light of Jesus, then we must let Jesus start with us and transform us. And so we are to take on Jesus' servanthood nature. We are to take on the integrity of Jesus. We are to take on the humility of Jesus. We are to take on the sacrificial nature of the cross of Jesus. Have you been doing that lately? Have you been asking yourself, how can I lay down my life so that those around me can be forgiven? Have you taken on that cross of Christ to help redeem others? Or have you had a lack of forgiveness in your life towards others? The world has a lot of darkness today. I invite you to see the light of Jesus as Lord. I invite you to shine the light of Jesus as Lord. This is the best and only real response that we have as Christians. Take heart darkness cannot snuff out light. I think that's the wonderful part of this whole picture. Darkness cannot snuff out light, but light drives away darkness. And it's up to each one of us to shine that light and to do it boldly. I'll read one more scripture to you from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a... But On a stand, it gives its light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let's pray. God, as we see this world that we're living in, as we see our families and our loved ones, as we look into our communities, do not let us be discouraged by the darkness that we see. Help us to answer by shining the light of Jesus first in us and then out to those around us. Let us not lose heart or forget that shining the light of Christ is the greatest answer that we have in our world. Pray this in Jesus' name. Go with Jesus.